Which gap? The anion. What's that, you say? The anion gap deals with the body's acidity. A high reading for the anion gap could indicate renal failure. That's what I wrote and what is it and how did I get it? Early stage chronic kidney disease. But you know what? It's just not enough information anymore. Why? I'm glad you asked. Oh, by the way, if you want to check your own reading look in the comprehensive metabolic panel part of your blood tests, but only if your doctor requested it be tested. I mentioned a few blogs back that I returned to a rheumatologist I hadn't seen in years and she chose to treat me as a new patient. Considering how much had happened medically since I'd last seen her, that made sense to me and I agreed to blood tests, an MRI, and a bone density test. The only reading that surprised me was an abnormally high one for anion gap. The acceptable range is 4 to 18. My reading was 19. While I have chronic kidney disease, my kidneys have not failed, thank goodness and my hard work, in addition, I've become quite aware of just how important acidity and alkaline states are and have been dealing with this, although apparently not effectively. Medfriendly at http colon slash slash www.medfriendly.com slash aniongap.html, a new site for me written by Dr. Dominic Carone for the express purpose of simplifying complex medical terms for the layperson, explains it this way. Dot too high of an anion gap level can mean that there is acidosis, too much acid in the blood, due to diabetes mellitus. The high anion gap level can also be due to lactic acidosis, in which the high level of acid is due a buildup of a substance called lactic acid. A high anion gap can also be due to drug poisoning or kidney failure. When the anion gap is high, further tests are usually needed to diagnose the cause of the problem. Ah, I remember writing a bit about acidosis in the book of blogs, Moderate Stage Chronic Kidney Disease, Part 1. It had to do with fruits and vegetables. After three years, consuming fruits and vegetables or taking the oral medication reduced a marker of metabolic acidosis and preserved kidney function to similar extents. Our findings suggest that an apple a day keeps the nephrologist away, study author Dr. Nimrit Garaya, of Texas A&M College of Medicine, said in a university news release. Apparently, some CKD sufferers have metabolic systems that are severely acidic. Fruits and vegetables are highly alkaline. This may counteract the acidity in the patients mentioned above and those that have less metabolic acidosis, acid in the body. You can find the complete article at http colon slash slash kidneygroup.blogspot.com slash 2012 slash 11 slash eating fruits and vegetables may help.html. Okay, I like fruit and I like vegetables. Um, will my limitation of three servings of each within the kidney-friendly fruit and vegetable list do the trick, I wonder. Looks like I'll be questioning both the rheumatologist and the renal dietitian about that. Recently I've written about alkaline being the preferred state of a CKD patient's body. That is the antithesis of an acid body state. Years ago, Dr. Richard Snyder was a guest blogger here and also interviewed me on his radio show. He is the author of What You Must Know About Kidney Disease and a huge proponent of alkaline water. Here's what he had to say about that, also from part 1. I have taken alkaline water myself and I notice a difference in how I feel. Our bodies are 60% water. Why would I not want to put the best type of water into it? Mineralized water helps with bone health. In alkalinized water, the hydroxyl ions produced from the reaction of the bicarbonate and the gastric acid with a low pH produce more hydroxyl ions which help buffer the acidity we produce on a daily basis. Me interrupting here, during our visit last Monday, I noticed that my extremely health-conscious, non-CKD, Florida friend drinks this. Where are these buffers? In the bones and in the cells, as well as some extracellular buffers. You are helping lower the total body acidity and decreasing the inflammation brought on by it. 
you do this early on so that you don't have a problem with advanced acidosis later. Why wait until you are acidotic before doing something? Notice his comment about lowering body acidity and decreasing inflammation. We already know CKD is an inflammatory disease. There was something to this. I went back to the book of blogs, Moderate Stage Chronic Kidney Disease, Part 2 to tease it out. Belly fat is also much more inflammatory than fat located elsewhere in the body and can create its own inflammatory chemicals, as a tumor would. You can read the entire article at http colon slash slash www.huffingtonpost.com slash 2013 slash 03 slash 21 slash body fat facts underscore and underscore 2902867.html. Inflammatory? Isn't CKD an inflammatory disease? I went to the National Center for Biotechnology Information, which took me to the National Library of Medicine and finally to a National Institute of Health study at http colon slash slash www.ncb.nlm.nih.gov slash pmc slash articles slash pmc 3332073 slash for the answer. The persistent inflammatory state is common in diabetes and chronic kidney disease, CKD. This is a lot to take in at once. What it amounts to is that another way to possibility prevent the onset of CKD is to lower your phosphorus intake so that you don't accumulate belly fat. Phosphorus? Once we have CKD, we do have phosphorus restrictions. But I have never had high phosphorus readings. Maybe I should be exploring an abundance of lactic acid as a cause of the high NI and GAP reading instead. According to Heathline.com, lactic acidosis occurs when there's too much lactic acid in your body. Many things can cause a buildup of lactic acid. These include chronic alcohol use, heart failure, cancer, seizures, liver failure, prolonged lack of oxygen, and low blood sugar. Even prolonged exercise can lead to lactic acid buildup. I'm definitely barking up the wrong tree here. Wait a minute. I recently started using a BiPAP since I have sleep apnea and wasn't exhaling enough CO2. That could cause acidosis, but it would be respiratory acidosis. Say, a basic metabolic panel would expose that. Nope, that's not it either since my CO2 levels were normal. It looks like this is going to be one of those blogs that asks more questions than it answers. I do have an appointment with the rheumatologist on the 20th and will ask for answers then. Until next week. Keep living your life.